Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Eternal Father, for this opportunity to preach and teach your word, Father. Father, I'm asking you that you touch everybody that's watching right now in the name of Jesus, Father. Father God, what they've been through today, Father God, I'm asking you to restore them by your word, Father. I'm asking you, Father God, to release any restrictions from their mind and their body in the name of Jesus. And Father God, have me to, to impart the information and the revelation that you've given me to your people, Father God. Do not let your word, and I know your word will now fall on deaf ears, Father God. It is intended to do what you have it to do in Christ Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Welcome to another Wisdom Wednesday, Mount Moriah, Facebook, friends, and, and family. Tonight we're going to talk about the pressure produces the oil. The pressure produces the oil. Now, what I mean about the pressure produces the oil, I mean that for oil to be made, the olive has to go through a presser and a crushing process before the oil is even produced. And I know through this, through these things that we have been going through, everybody has been going through a different situation, but still it's a situation and it doesn't feel good. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, 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 it has us at an uneasy position. It has us frustrated. Sometimes it has us angry, but I, I'm here to tell you tonight the Lord is trying to get the oil out of you. The Lord is trying to get the oil out of you. And the only way he can get the oil out of you is pressing you and crushing you. And it doesn't feel good. It doesn't, it doesn't feel good. But to have good wine, and to have that new wine that we always talk about, the new wine, the grapes have to go through a crushing process for, for something for us to get something so refined and, and so 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 elegant. That wine, the grapes have to go through the crushing process. This is the new wine that we we be talking about. We we declare that. We have the new wine of God. We received the new wine of God. We, we, we declare and decree that we, we have this in God. But do we understand the, the pressing and the crushing process we have to go through to get that oil in it and to get that new wine as we declare and decree? My spiritual brother and I, Prophet Donald Allen, we were having a discussion this morning and it brought us back to mathematics you, you'll be funny how, how how the Lord uses how the Holy Spirit uses the foolish things of this world to, to confound the wise we know in mathematics they always had an order of operation even though the formula or the problem may change or the formula may change but the order of operation stayed the same. The order of operation stayed the same. One plus one 
is two all over the world, all over the globe. See, the, the order of operation remains the same, but the formula and the problem may change. Now, what is the order of operation in biblical sense? The word says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's one. The second was, second is, we have a speaking God. We don't have a God that keeps silent. Anytime he talked to his prophets, he spoke to them. Anytime he, he moved, we got to have to look at Jesus. Anytime Jesus was in a situation, he spoke to that situation. We got to remember Jehovah said, let there be light. We have a speaking God. So if I listen to the word of God and hear the word of God, I have to speak the word of God. See, we can't go through things and not speak to the situation. See, as men, I'm talking to my men out there, we were trained and coming up and, and, and said, you got to suck this up. You got to soldier this up and remain silent because you a man, you, you got to hold this in you. But I tell you today, God made man to speak. And we speak in the word of God. And we speak in the word of God in our situation. But what's the formula? What's the formula? The formula is. <laughs> whatever you feel the pressure. Look up the formula. Which is the word of God. And apply <laughs> the order of operation to the problem. Apply to operate. You have to find the formula, which is the word of God, to the problem that you're going through, wherever the pressure is. And you have to speak the word of God. The, the word of God tells us that we have the sword of the spirit. But do we truly understand what the sword of the spirit is? The sword of the spirit is the word of God. So if we're going through a financial situation, if we're going through a health situation, if we're going through a family situation, we look up in the word of God and find the formula where the pressure is to resolve the problem. See, we, we have all our weapons right here, but we're not using the weapons that God has given us. See, we got to be a people of the, the body of Christ. We have to be a speaking people. We got to stop holding stuff in because the only thing holding stuff in is giving you a health problem. That's the only thing it does. If I hold my, my anger in, if I hold my aggression in, if I hold what I'm feeling in, it's not solving any purpose. But I have to speak it into the atmosphere because the devil is going to keep on taking advantage of you until you learn to start speaking. How can someone know that they offended you if you remain silent? How can you enforce the will of God if you remain silent? Because as I remember, Jesus gave the mandate and the commission to the apostles to teach and preach. And the only way you can teach and preach He's speaking the word of God. So here we have the order of operation. As we hear the word of God, faith comes by hearing. We have to have faith. And then when we pronounce the word of God, we stand. See, what we speak 
trains our mind. If we say things, if we say the word of God on a consistent basis, it trains our mind. It's about what you hear. That's why you have to speak the word of God aloud. When you read the Bible, you have to speak it aloud so, so your subconscious mind will, will be able to hear and being put, that seed is planted in your spirit. You see, we want to put everything else in our, in our spirit, the, the music and the, and the news and what's going on, and putting that in our spirit and it upsets our spirit and have our, our spirit like a rushing, and, a rushing sea. But the word of God, we read the word of God, we want to be silent. We want to be silent when we read the word of God. But we must speak the word of God in the atmosphere. Job says, and I believe it was Job 22 and 28 says, I will decree a thing and it shall be established in my life. The only way I can decree if I speak a thing in the atmosphere. And if I'm speaking the word of God, because the thing about it is, I have to speak the word of God because these are my rights. If I don't know my rights, <laughs> how can I enforce my rights if I don't know my rights? Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 4. I'm going to pinpoint this scripture and on your, on your time you can read, I'm going to paraphrase for you, but on your time you can read this particular chapter. 2 Kings Chapter 4, verse 2. So Elijah said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. She's saying, All she has, all she has is a jar of oil. Now, what happened in this particular uh, scripture, her husband was a prophet, and, a, and, and he was a prophet under the prophet Elijah, and her husband happened to die, and then he was the breadwinner and the provider of the family, so therefore, the creditors came because she fell uh, uh, behind extremely and sold everything in the house, and they tried to, she had two sons, and they tried to take her sons so her sons can work off the debt. So she went to the prophet Elijah. And the prophet Elijah says, What do you have in your house? And she said, All I have is a small, if you look at the NIV version, it says a small bottle of oil. So in her mind said, she thought that the the bottle of oil wasn't going to serve her any. The bottle of oil was so insignificant, it wasn't going to do anything in her situation. So Elijah says, where's that oil? And he said, begin pouring the oil. And then as you begin to pour the oil, the oil will constantly be replenished. I'm asking you out there, what do you have? in your house what do you have in your house you've exhausted everything everything you can possibly do and everything you 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 can come up with in your in your finite mind to help you in your situation the lord is saying 
What else do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? But notice the, the maid servant had to get rid of everything else in a household before she came to the oil. Sometimes we gotta rid ourselves of everything and strip our house bare of everything that hinders us until we can see what we have that oil on the shelf. That oil on the shelf. You see here, I have a small bottle of oil. Not much oil is in this to the physical eye. And this oil can serve me no good if it's still in the bottle. The oil has been pressed already. The oil has been crushed already and been poured in this bottle, but it serves no use if it remains in the bottle. It only serves its purpose if it's poured out. So God is telling you tonight to pour out your oil. You've been through the crusher. You've been through the presser. It's time for you to pour out. See, I had to realize I've been going through something the past, I would say the past two weeks. The past two weeks. It was a, a sense of, 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 of despair and a sense of heaviness I was carrying. And the first thing I, I said, I said, the enemy trying to come against me. Let me start praying against the enemy. But I asked the Lord, I started doing things. I said, Lord, I, I did what you asked me to do. I followed the instructions, but it, it's, still, it's still on me. What, what else can I do? And he said, it's a prayer burden. <laughs> it's a prayer burden. So what that means, I have to pray for somebody else to get them, get them out of a particular situation. All the time, we don't know what we're praying for. That's why we have to be able to pray in the spirit. Because God will give us an unction to pray. And we don't know who, what to pray for or who to pray for. But we got to speak in our spiritual language, in our spiritual tongue. The Bible says you not all the time you know what to pray for. But I've given you a language that's perfect. You don't speak unto man, but you speak unto God. And I realize it's not all about me. <laughs> the anointing that God has placed on you. The, the favor that God has on your life. The grace that God has put on your life is not meant for you. It's to do the work of God. If we realize that, if we realize it's not about us, it's not about us. When God automatically told me and the Holy Spirit told me it was a prep burden, automatically my mind fell on who, who I need to pray for, Lord. It came off of me. See, I was wrong. But see, we all learning. We're all learning in this situation. But the thing about learning and following instructions, you have to listen to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we will be in error at times, but the Holy Spirit corrects us. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He's our guide. He's our master mentor. He's our standby. Just if anything is going good, and all of a sudden all hell breaks out loose, that's a standby. Holy Spirit, I need you. But technically, you should be praying at all times. The word says, do not cease in prayer. But here, we have to understand that the oil, the oil is what God is after. 
And that's what the enemy that wants to keep. See, the enemy, <laughs> the enemy wants to keep you bottled up. The enemy wants to keep you bottled up because you're not posing any, any, uh, 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 you're not going against the enemy like this. You're not posing any threat. That's the word. You're not posing any threat to the enemy with your oil still in the bottle. The only way you pose a, a threat to the enemy if you pour the oil out. And know this, and know this, you got a continual reservoir of oil. As long as you pouring out the Holy Spirit and our Father Jesus Christ, there was the Savior of continual pouring you with oil. Continuously. As I pour the oil, the Lord will replenish it. As I pour the oil, the Lord will replenish it. But as long as here, the oil is kept. You know the servants with the talents. The Lord gave a servant talents. He gave the second servant so many talents. And he gave the third servant so many talents. But see, the one that held it didn't receive anything. But the one that poured his talents out and went and put his talents out so his talents could make more, that's the one that the Lord gave him to. But see, when you hold on to something, you can't hold on to your gift. You can't hold on to your anointing. Because you're not serving any purpose because you're still bottled up. Let's, let's bring this into a practical situation in today's time. You know this family. Now listen to me. This family was called the Jackson Five. And the father of the Jackson Five was called Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson had quite a few kids. More than five to be exact. And the thing about it, Joe came one home using my spiritual imagination. Joe came home and said, Lord, I got two jobs. I'm working hard as I can, but it seems like I just can't get ahead. I love my family, but the more I go to work, it seems like it, it burns me more and more. And Joe said, Lord, what shall I do? The Lord said, Joe, I gave you a gift. I gave you an anointing long ago. But the trials of life made you put your anointing on the shelf. I bless you to be able to play music and understand music. But you had kids and you had a family and you put it on the shelf. But now, Joe, I'm giving you another opportunity. Joe, I want you to go up on the shelf. And I want you to get that oil that you put on your shelf. And I want you to pour it into every one of your children. I want you to pour it into every one of your children. And then Joe was considered a hard father. He was considered a mean father. But Joe knew he only had one shot at this. So I'm going to continue pouring the oil until they get full. And I'm going to make them pour the oil out. And the oil is still going even in the death. See the oil. Never stops. When the Lord gives you anointing, the best thing for you to do is pour it out. Don't keep the oil. But one thing you know, the Lord will place you in the corner. The Lord will put you in a situation just to get crushing out of you, to get the oil. You want that new wine, but the grapes have to be crushed. 
doing at all. Starts pouring. It's just like a mother who has to carry the baby for 10 months. Carry a baby for 10 months in the beginning. It's a little sick. You get a little sick. The, the woman gets a little sick, but later on months, the weight get kind of heavy. And then you gotta give birth to the baby. And you gotta go through travailing pains. You we have to learn how to travail through what we're going through. We gotta learn how to press what we're going through. With all the pain and all the struggle that you went through for those 10 months means nothing when that baby is born. Right now, people of God, we're going through a travail. We're going through the birthing season. And it and it sometimes it hurt the birth. Sometimes it's not an easy birth. But we gotta travail. Because we know when that baby is birthing, we have something new. We got new life that we just uh, 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 let out in the world to do the will of God. The Lord told me, Aaron, you know how to pick up, but you got to learn how to carry. Ah, you have to learn. You know how to pick up. I know how to pick up something. If it's time for me to pick up something, I can pick it up and use the strength and put it back down. But to hold and carry something, that thing gets heavy sometimes. And sometimes your back hurts. Sometimes your knees get weak. But we have greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We can do all things through Christ. But we can't give up. We got to push. We got to press through. We don't give up when we're coming to the finish line. If you know a track star, even though they, they ran the whole race and they tired. But when it comes and they see the end of that race and it's almost over. They pick up speed and give it everything that they got. Even though they have to pass out at the finish line. And that's where we at right now. We have to travail and we have to push and cross the finish line. In the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, for your bountiful blessings. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your deliverance. And thank you for your favor, Father God. We understand, Father, we have to go through the presser, Father God. We have to go through the crushing season, Father God, to get the earl out of us, Father. But, Father God, once we start pouring, Father God, we're going to continue pouring, Father God. We understand to, to receive the new wine, there has to be a crushing process to receive that refined wine, Father God. Father God, we understand in the name of Jesus. Father God, we bind all hindrance. We bind all, all things that come in our way. We bind all opposition in the name of Jesus. Father God, we're not focusing on the enemy anymore. We're focusing on your word because our best defense, our best attack against the enemy is spreading your word and expanding your kingdom. Father, we say thank you. Thank you, Father God, for putting a hedge of protection around our minds and our bodies, Father God. Father God, you are a God that answers by fire. We ask, and Father God, that your glory and your fire consumes us and purifies us, Father. And in the name of Jesus, we bind all backlash from the enemy in the name of Jesus. In Christ Jesus' mighty name, amen.